Hello, you're listening to Wait, How Do You Spell That? A Rare Disease Podcast. My name is Colby, and I'm the content manager here at PatientWorthy. Today, we're going to be meeting the fantastic team over at Cancer Commons, a patient-centric nonprofit that assists advanced cancer patients and offers support in a variety of ways. And to help in our discussion, we have two very special guests. Shelly Frisbee is the Chief Operating and Chief Financial Officer of Cancer Commons, and Dr. Kalmudi Bahawe is a clinical scientist with over 15 years of research experience in the field of oncology and holds a PhD in public health and biostatistics from the Robert Stemple College of Public Health and Social Work at Florida International University. Shelly, Dr. Bahawe, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for taking the time to come on and talk about Cancer Commons with us today. To start with, Shelley, can you give us some of the history and story behind Cancer Commons? In 1998, Marty Tenenbaum, the founder of Cancer Commons, was diagnosed with metastatic melanoma. His oncologist recommendations varied widely, so he set forth on a quest for a treatment that would work best for him. Ultimately, an experimental treatment saved his life. Because of that, he formed Cancer Commons, a California 501c3 organization 10 years ago. And the goal was to provide personalized action plans to metastatic cancer patients while learning from every patient to help others urgently seeking answers. Shelley, can you also talk about some of the ways that Cancer Commons helps to support advanced cancer patients in their treatment journey? When you have cancer, navigating care can really be overwhelming. You can wonder whether you're on the right path or if you're missing out on promising new treatments. And Cancer Commons is here to help you with that. Our team of nurse navigators, patient support specialists, PhD scientists, and nationally recognized oncology experts combine compassion with solid scientific knowledge to help you and your loved ones understand your disease. Whether it's educating our clients about cancer, helping them understand diagnostic testing, or finding customized treatment options beyond the standard of care, Cancer Commons team is here to assist cancer patients and their loved ones cope with the uncertainty and establish a sense of control. And I'd like to focus for a second on the care navigation that Cancer Commons offers. Uh, Shelley, can you talk about why having a dedicated care navigation team can be so important for cancer patients? We help our clients navigate through the process. The first thing we do is to get you registered in Cancer Commons services, which is a challenge in itself. You know, it's a lot of questions on the form on our website, and some of that is difficult. So if there is a problem, we reach out to you and help you get registered. Once you complete the registration, you will be contacted by our navigation team. Depending on your needs, we'll pair you with one of our PhD scientists who will investigate your treatment and testing options according to the latest evidence-based scientific advancements. We will then provide you with an easy-to-understand report of options and the rationales that you can discuss with your oncologist. Final decisions regarding tests and treatments are, of course, always up to your medical team. If necessary, though, we can help facilitate and access desired tests and treatments for you. We also have started our enhanced service offerings to give more personalized one-on-one support during your complete cancer journey. 
And another way that Cancer Commons helps support patients, which you mentioned earlier, is through a personalized action plan. Can you expand on what that entails and how it can be helpful to patients? You know, that really depends on your needs. I'll just highlight a few of the things that we can do to help you. We can help identify molecular diagnostic testing to guide your treatment, and we can help you find that testing and register for the testing. We can help locate leading-edge clinical trials, identify some and access promising off-label treatments, find access to expanded and compassionate use treatments, and just keep you updated on developments in cancer research. But most importantly, I think, is to explain the treatments and tests in plain language to help you make sense of the multiple treatment recommendations that you're given. Our goal is to equip you with a personalized plan of action to help you and your medical team make the best possible decisions. And Dr. Bahawe, I'd like to turn to you and discuss some of the science behind cancer research and patient support. Would you mind telling us a little about your background in the field of cancer research? So I started my career at the lab bench, learning the various molecular techniques that are the foundation for oncology drug discovery and development. And through the course of my career, I've been very fortunate to gain work experience across the entire cancer drug development spectrum, right from the very early stage of screening and validating genes and proteins that drive cancers and can be good drug targets through participating in designing both preclinical and clinical studies for novel drug candidates. And then finally, more recently, to analyzing de-identified patient data from publicly available databases to gain new insights on cancer patient populations that are most likely to benefit from certain types of treatment approaches. In our discussion prior to the show today, Dr. Bahawe, you sent over a particular case study for a patient that outlined how their treatment regimen had to be altered based on their reaction to medication, the emergence of secondary symptoms, and ongoing test results, among other factors. And one thing that you emphasized to me was an idea that because of all of these variables that can play into the evolving treatment approach for a patient, in a certain sense, every case can be considered rare in its own unique ways. Can you expand on that idea for us? The particular case study that I shared with you happened to be a breast cancer case. So let's take breast cancer to understand this a little further. And what I'm going to say here for breast cancer holds true for most common cancers as well, although the exact details of the molecular subtypes, etc., will be different for each. So now when we typically think of breast cancer, which is the most commonly diagnosed cancer among American women with consistently more than 200,000 newly diagnosed cases per year in the US alone for the past 10 years, the word rare cancer or rare disease definitely doesn't come into mind. However, when we look a little closer, we see that each individual breast cancer can be classified further based on the genes that the cancer cells express which control how the cells behave. So breast cancer tumors can either be non-invasive or they can be invasive. When we say non-invasive breast cancer, it's where the tumors are contained inside the milk ducts or lobules. Whereas in the case of invasive breast cancer, it means that the cancer has spread beyond this and into the surrounding tissues. As of today, researchers have identified five main molecular subtypes of invasive breast cancer. Namely, there's the luminal A type, the luminal B type, luminal B-like, 
HER2 enriched breast cancer and triple negative or basal like breast cancer. But it doesn't stop there. Each patient gets diagnosed at a different stage and with a different grade of disease. So the stage of a cancer describes the size of the primary tumor and how far it has spread from where it originated, while the grade describes the appearance of the cancerous cells. And based on all of the above characteristics, each newly diagnosed patient receives their first treatment, which could be surgery, radiation therapy, systemic drug treatment, or a combination of these approaches. Depending on how their cancer responds to the first treatment, the next steps must be decided. Typically, when patients come to Cancer Commons, they have already tried one or two initial treatments. And here we have not even yet talked about factors such as patient age or genetics, which are known to affect response to treatment. Ultimately, it's the unique interplay of all of these factors in each individual that makes each breast cancer unique and recognizable in its own right as a rare disease in that sense of the term. So it sounds like there might be lessons that we can learn from these multiple unique or rare, as you put it, cases of cancer uh, to gain insights that might be applied across multiple types of cancer. Uh, can you describe some of the ways in which Cancer Commons sees this approach being done? One of the most tangible ways in which we do this is by carefully listening to the stories of patients and their caregivers. These stories many times have hidden clues to larger patterns that need to be further understood and addressed. For example, recently we're seeing that patients who have KRAS G12D mutations, irrespective of their cancer type, have hope that they too someday will benefit from targeted therapy since they have seen or heard about the recent excitement and success in non-small cell lung cancer patients with KRAS G12C mutations. Another case is where we also see that many cancer patients and their caregivers are not aware of the different types of molecular testing that can be done on tumor cells. While most cancer treatment centers have designated labs or companies that they rely on consistently for tumor molecular testing, getting comprehensive molecular testing done on tumor tissue whenever possible is something we heavily advocate for the patients and caregivers that come to us. In a more formalized way, as we capture this real-world evidence in our database, we can use machine learning to identify novel associations between molecular features and response to a particular class of treatments, independent of histological cancer type. And Dr. Bahawe, can you also talk about why having clinical scientists on the team that are able to connect directly with patients is so important? No matter how many scientific and technological advances change the way medicine and public health is practiced, the human aspect of healing should never be forgotten. Because at the end of the day, we're all humans first and foremost. And nowhere is this more important to remember than when working with people who are faced with a diagnosis such as cancer. As clinical scientists at Cancer Commons, we serve to bridge that gap between the latest clinical research discoveries and the people who are forced to understand this complex medical terminology and study results as they are making life-changing decisions. Each patient that comes to us is matched with a dedicated scientist who understands the clinical and preclinical evidence and the landscape of trial possibilities and who studies the nuances of the particular patient to identify relevant possibilities and then 
compassionately explains all of this in an easy to understand format. We strongly advocate for active patient and caregiver engagement with their oncology team at each decision point, and we provide them with talking points for their discussions with their oncologists. Numerous cancer patients have shared the high value and the uniqueness of the Cancer Commons approach. So Shelley, I know that Cancer Commons is currently in its spring appeal period for fundraising. Can you tell us a little more about that and how these donations will be used to help Cancer Commons mission? This is our first ever spring fundraising appeal, and we're taking the opportunity to honor our wonderful, compassionate patient services team members and the fantastic work they are doing for patients and caregivers. The funds will be directed to support and grow our patient services program with the goal to help many more patients with their cancer journey. The fundraising appeal is starting as of today and will continue through June 30th. And finally, if somebody wants to learn more about Cancer Commons and how they can get involved, what's the best way for them to do that? Our website, cancercommons.org, is perfect. It's written in plain language. It's designed to be useful to provide patients with good information, um, as well as their caregivers and advocates. The site includes information on our services, how to receive immediate assistance, and there's also a great resource for original writings on the latest cancer topics by our team and other renowned cancer experts. We are starting to build a virtual volunteer base, and we welcome those interested to reach out to us at volunteer at cancercommons.org. Well, Shelley and Dr. Bahawe, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show today to introduce us to the important work you're doing over at Cancer Commons. We really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you, Colby. And if you'd like to learn more about Cancer Commons and some of the ways they're helping to support advanced cancer patients, you can check out their website at cancercommons.org. You can also find them on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And we'll leave a link to all of these places in the show notes for this episode so that you can check those out. And remember, you can always keep up with the latest in rare disease news by visiting patientworthy.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for PatientWorthy on those platforms. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. It may seem like a small thing, but a review or rating really does go a long way toward helping us out. And finally, if you have any questions about the podcast or perhaps an idea for a future episode, you can get in touch with me by sending an email to Colby, that's C-O-L-B-Y, at PatientWorthy.com. That does it for today's episode. Thank you once again to Shelley Frisbee and Dr. Kalmudi Bahawe from Cancer Commons for joining us on the show today. And as always, thank you for listening. 